It's time for the March 8th, 2013 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. Oh, I don't know. Mother looks a little bit lost. He has his Google glasses on, you know, oh, or, or I've heard Google glasses. They yeah. say, you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch out for that tree, Mahler. Oh, jeez. Oh, Apparently, <laughs> he just doesn't do well with those things. Well, He's, he has access to the internet all the, you know, twenty four seven, as they say. Mm-hmm. It's, it's right there in mm-hmm. his. Oh, that's why he's very yeah. distracted. Yeah, yeah. But, Apparently, they're not optical not, glasses. They're just no, no they're yeah, Google glasses. They're Google glasses. Yeah, yeah. I think he's using the uh, Google Maps cat track, though, is what he, he thinks going on. He's he's out there in the backyard, and apparently they do have a, a, a map on Google Maps where you can, you know, little pins stuck in where the last cat was. Where the last cat spotted. was spotted. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. there you. That's very helpful. So but, no matter wherever, but I've Mahler seen, will be in the world. He knows where the cats are. See, I see. The thing is, I've seen Mahler gets along with cats generally, although <laughs> yeah, right. once in a while. Maybe yeah, not. I don't know. Okay. Uh, right. You know, you know, Google Glass is like one of those uh, those those Google cars. Essentially, Google Glass is like the the Google Map cars, because what it does is it 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 will have uh, no matter where you go. Yeah, you're in a restaurant. Right. You're on the John. Yeah. If you're wearing your Google glasses. Yeah. It can record that wherever you are. It can go the other way. It can be a camera. Okay, okay. It can be actually recording, recording what's in where front you are. Of you. And whatever it records, it will it will send back to Google and load up in their giant server and be there for all eternity. So your private life essentially can be recorded by Google Glass and then boxed away. So literally could we see the day when someone is born into this world, given Google Glasses at a young age, and they record their entire life? Is that what you're telling me? Is it's that... it's already happening, Mike. Right. It's already happening. Okay. Well uh, and, and not only that, but apparently uh Google uh will make it so you, it essentially has it so that you can't turn that feature off. Oh. Yeah. If the if they turn it on, it's on. Oh. Yeah. So, Minority Report kind of thing. Yeah, going it's crazy. On. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. Wow. Ah, oh, so you're, you're sniffling this morning, a little bit. Right? Yeah, I'm a little sniffly today. Sorry, well, sorry. if you were, say, a rat. Yes. That, oh, what? Yeah. Yes. yes. You, uh, I'm not sniffing. a rat, by the way. That sniffing sound yes. oh, could yes. be yeah. the, uh, another rat might uh, determine that you're the alpha rat by by by, by your sniffing. Okay. Sniffing in animals, apparently, they've discovered. Uh, a Dr. Daniel Wesson, who uh, whose research is published in Current Biology, found that found that rats sniff each other to signal a social hierarchy and prevent aggressive behavior. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of thinking that maybe this goes through all animals that are sniffing. Found that when two rats approach each other, one communicates dominance by sniffing more frequently, while the subordinate signals its role by sniffing less. Really? So it's not just a matter of picking up scents; it's a matter of showing how tough you are. So I, I think is that what you're doing this morning with a little all this bit. Yeah, I guess and, I guess I'm trying to uh, uh, assert yeah. my dominance over uh, Nathan Callahan on this radio show. Let, uh, how am I doing? And if if you say if the uh, if the subordinate didn't sniff right or sniffed a little bit too much, then mm-hmm. there'd be have be kind of a sniffing war 
where the dominant rat would start sniffing even more. And then, you know, if, if you got two dominant rats and they're sniffing right. a lot, I was gonna say. You, you, know, you got a fight breaking out. Yeah, that's well, that's how fights start. Yeah. So if you start sniffing. If I start sniffing right then there's, now. Then this could be, it could be go time is what yeah. you're telling me. Yeah. yeah. Could be a lot of this. It would be live radio, so this could be interesting. Honeybees. Yes. Love they, honeybees. They get a buzz from caffeine, from plants that have caffeine in them. Do they really? Yeah. So, okay, little, yeah. okay. Publishing uh, in Science, that's a magazine. Researchers have shown that caffeine improves a honeybee's memory and could help the plant recruit more bees to spread its pollen. Really? So what you're doing is it's kind of that old symbiotic thing where not only does it work well for the bee, yeah. but it works well for the plant. Yeah. Because the plant gets all stimulated. Yeah. And the, the bee gets there. all stimulated, well, and, and, the, yeah. and the plant's going to get more customers. Exactly. Yeah. Well, nice. Yeah. It's kind of like a drug dealer. It's a, you know, I mean, it's... This is why I love A little bees. bit of meth. You are... Uh, study leader Dr. Geraldine Wright explained that the effect of caffeine benefits both the honeybee and the plant. Remembering floral traits, she said, is difficult for bees to perform at a fast pace as they fly from flower to flower. And we have found that caffeine helps the bees remember... Where the flowers are. It's one more Let's, plus for coffee, it, at least for bees. And bees. Yeah. Uh, like I said, my favorite, one of my, well, my favorite insect is a honeybee. Your favorite insect? Mm-hmm. Yes. Not a praying mantis? No. Really? I, I love honeybees. Honeybees. You like honeybees because they're cute? <laughs> no. Have you, be- is it kind of like a Disney thing where you turn the no, honeybee into... No, no, because, because I guess aerodynamically bees aren't supposed to fly, and they fly, and they do all oh, kinds of good things, you know. Kind of like against the impossible it's odds, the, impo- the every, bees Every survive. bee is, is, a, is a case study in overcoming the impossible. I yeah. love that. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Isn't it, though? Our, yeah. Yeah, see? even Mahler thinks it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. see. Mahler, oh, no, that's not what it is. He, he just poked himself in the face <laughs> with his glasses. Poor Mahler. Jeez. The United Nations Children Fund, or as we like to call them, UNICEF, is accusing Israel of systematically abusing Palestinian children in military custody. Okay, yeah, yeah. this has been a report yeah. floating around for a while. In a new report, UNICEF says, this is a new report here. I, yeah, UNICEF says Israel forces have subjected detained Palestinian youths to cruel, inhumane, and degrading treatment or punishment as defined by the UN Convention Against Torture. That's what they're saying yeah, well, at UNICEF. Well, there you go. Okay, now we got a death report. Yeah, we do. Yeah. It's a big one. Hugo Chavez. Yeah, Hugo Chavez. I hear they're going to put him in like a little glass case uh, after, after like, you know, so people can come by and see his Kind of like a Lenin thing they did in, in the yeah. Soviet Union, right? Yeah. Right? Then yeah. they put him in some sort of... And, I don't and know Mao. What they did with, they did it with Mao. Mao, yeah. Why do they do it with these people that are... I guess larger than life, right? Uh-huh. Isn't this the, the idea? We've never done that. Have, have, do we have any American presidents? We put ours in vacuum sealed bags. We'll see That's it. what it's. That's it. more... Well, I've, everyone's seen those ads on late night TV where you can you can suck all the air out of your food and yeah, and yeah we should, dehydrate we, it and yeah, put de- it in the freezer. Yeah, that's what yeah. we do with our presents. We yeah. throw a little water on them later on, and yeah, and they pop new. right back to life. Good as new. Taste as good as the mm-hmm. day they were frozen. Freeze dried, Mister President. Hundreds of thousands of Venezuelans flooded the streets of Caracas in a march with the caskets of President Hugo Chavez. Chavez died of a massive heart attack triggered by his advanced stage of cancer. General Jose Ornella said Chavez's last words mouthed with his lips were, I don't want to die. Please don't let me die. 
Why do I have to know this? Isn't that what everybody pretty much says? I was just going to say that yeah. exactly that. Oh, I'm God. going to say, I know that's yeah. what I'm going to say. Yeah. I, I, absolutely. So I'm going to say, I told you so. That's what I'm going to say. Are you? I got, yeah, I'm planning on it right now. I got that. Please let me say, I told you this would happen. You know? I told you this would happen. U.S. officials are cautiously optimistic that the death of Venezuela's Hugo Chavez could improve relations between the two countries, but they aren't holding their breath. Yeah, let yeah. me. L- They're thinking that this could be good, but just hour after Chavez's death was announced, uh, Vice President Nicolas Maduro, Chavez's appointed successor, successor mm-hmm. accused the U.S. of working to destabilize Venezuela and of causing Chavez's illness. Well, that's the that's where it starts to go a little haywire. Yeah. Where they apparently are claiming that the cancer that took his life was uh, brought on by the United States. I, I don't. Well, I, I, you know, probably eating too many cheese puffs or something. Yeah, that's what yeah. I guess. I mean, I on can, one hand, it's it's fantastic that that would be the case that the, the U.S. would have induced this. Somehow. Fantastic. I mean, in in a way, fantastical. Thank yeah. you. I, I, well, I mean, it's not. You're not saying I'm so happy. This mm, is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, I meant yeah. that it's it's a bit fantastical. But yeah, exactly. But at the same time, crazy shite. You saw the documentary, I believe I did not, about the uh, the few days that Hugo oh, yeah, Chavez yeah. was overthrown, uh-huh. and the U.S. right away stepped in and said, here's our new guy yeah. in the palace. It's a very interesting documentary. Yeah. I don't remember the name of it, I'm sorry to say, but it, it, uh, the revolution will not be televised. Yeah, I believe that's it. it. Uh-huh. That's exactly it. And, uh, and so there is this sort of chronology and history, filmed history, of the U.S. in its desire to see Hugo Chavez overthrown, and so you wonder. Well, yeah, it, I mean, wonder it wouldn't bit. be the first South American, right, or you know, Central American, American or yeah. president that we've uh, killed. Yeah, it would not, yeah. or help support the killing of. Yeah. Speaking so it, of, it, their paranoia is understandable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What you got there? Speaking of, well, just more about South America. Yeah, about Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. There's a there's a, a a a trial that just started. It's, they consider it a landmark trial. That's what they're calling it. Uh, figures who are involved in an Operation Can, uh, Condor. It was a coordinated effort by Latin American military leaders to target political opponents in the 70s and the 80s. Yeah. With U.S. backing, dictators and generals in in Argentina, Uruguay, Chile, Bolivia, Paraguay, and Brazil collaborated to hunt down uh, dissidents, including union organizers and Catholic clergy and others. Uh, and kill them in order to preserve uh, a, a dictatorial regimes in these different countries. And this is absolutely documented, certainly in Central America and, and Chile. We don't have to go too far back with Chile and, and yeah. Salvador Allende. So there's a, you know, there's a lot of things going on in South America right now that is, uh, and I think the concern of the U.S. is that South America is going its own way, and this we'll see how this goes now in a post-Chavez uh, era. Let's yes, see. sir. Yeah. In Syria. Rebels appear to have captured the northeastern city of Raqqa, ousting the forces of President Bashar al-Assad. Raqqa is the first provincial capital seized by Syria's rebels in their fight against Assad. Meanwhile, in neighboring Iraq, at least 40 Syrian soldiers and government workers were killed in an ambush by armed attackers. The victims were in the process of returning home to Syria after fleeing a rebel attack last week. And also in Syria... Mm -hmm. Rebel fighters captured a group of 21 peacekeepers near the Israeli-occupied Golan Heights. The rebels are demanding the withdrawal of Syrian government forces from the area in return for their release. And then also in Syria, the relentless exodus of Syrians, fleeing two years of violently increasing 
or increasingly violent, depending on your perspective, can conflict push the number of refugees in neighboring countries past the million mark. That's amazing. A million refugees. Yeah. Fling into countries that do not have the greatest infrastructure to start with and are obviously under a lot of duress to take care of their own people yeah. and to have a million more people in this region running around. And we let's not forget that for 10 years, people in Iraq have been fleeing their country. I don't know how many have returned, but that's still an additional amount of people yeah. not being taken care of. Refugees. The Guardian newspaper of London revealed new details on the Bush administration's support for sectarian militias in its bid to defeat the Iraqi resistance after the 2003 invasion. The Guardian reports a key U.S. Army colonel behind the effort, James Steele, had first-hand knowledge of brutal torture carried out by Iraqi surrogates, but did nothing to stop it, which is something at the time. I mean, we were pretty much saying that, along with maybe yep. millions of other Americans, right. but we right. were told it was nonsense and right. the U.S. doesn't torture. Right, exactly. In a follow-up story to something we reported last year, two U.S. sailors were handed prison sentences in Japan for the rape of a Japanese woman on the island of Okinawa. This was back in October of last year, and they admitted uh, to brutally raping the victim in a parking garage. The incident sparked large protests and led the U.S. military to impose curfews and drinking restrictions. Yeah, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> drinking restrictions. They could only have a six-pack, not two six-packs. Amazing. Cut back on that consumption. That... In fact, going way back, the history of uh, Weekly Signals, we yeah. have interviewed a number of different people, including Chalmers Johnson, who talked extensively about the detrimental impact that yeah. the uh, base I, in Okinawa has had yeah. on those people. Over, over the, since the end of the year. Yeah. Well, since the end of the year. Since the end of the war. Yeah. World yeah. War so it's not two, a, that would be. This is a continuation of a long story. The Obama administration pledged a quarter of a billion dollars in new aid to Egypt. Yeah. John Kerry, who's mm. Secretary of State now, made the announcement after a meeting in Cairo with uh, Mohamed Morsi, mm -hmm. Mohammed Morsi mm -hmm. the Egyptian president. Kerry says he was provided assurances that Egypt would move ahead on talks with the International Monetary Fund over economic reforms. Boy, since yeah, so uh, they could have an economy like ours. Like ours. Yeah. So, uh, boy, that uh, since John Kerry's become Secretary of State, he's been spending our money pretty quickly. I, I don't know. He's, yeah. he's running all over the world, for, you know, uh, yeah. promising our money, my money. Your yeah. money, yeah. United Nations ended its sanctions against Osama bin Laden. I'd let you know. Well, oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, a little kind of slow on the draw there. Yeah. Okay. Al-Qaeda's English-language magazine published tips for open-source jihadis on how to burn parked cars and cause accidents with strategically placed oil slicks. The sliding will surprise the non-believers. The non-believers. Wrote uh, Al-Qaeda's, you know. Whatever a guy, you know, a guy, yeah, yeah, maybe even causing a down the mountain chitty chitty bang flying special. They have names for this now. Chitty chitty bang, bang. Imagine flying special. <laughs> Pessimistic wow. German seniors were found to live longer. Now this is just a study that was done in Germany. Mm. Could apply to everybody, okay. but they just did it in Germany. In the study, older people, mm -hmm. ages sixty-five to ninety-six who thought life would get worse, had much, a much better chance of uh, living longer than those who anticipated better days ahead. 
Is that right? So, yeah. okay. The findings reveal that being overly optimistic in predicting a better future was associated with a greater risk of disability and death within the following decade. Really? Yeah. So, so if you're afraid of life, you're, you're going to survive. A excellent. Bit yeah. That, well, then I'm so well on my way to a long. That's a case for conservatism. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I guess it might be all those people that show up They'll make other people's lives miserable. That but... try to sell you stuff like Tupperware and yeah. ladies lingerie, who are who are endlessly cheerful and optimistic. Yeah. They're going to die young, is what you're telling me. They may be very pessimistic. This might be a two-faced thing for uh, them. Okay. You know. Well, that's true. Could be. All right. Yeah, that All might, right. This might that. be the most. That smile might be that, a, be a, a fronting. You know, a frown yeah. turned upside I down. Know. Okay. All right. Historians cataloging Nazi internment and execution facilities reported that the Holocaust was more widespread than previously believed, encompassing some 42,500 sites. 42,500 sites where, where these kind of activities took place and the imprisonment or death of between 15 million and 20 million people. Wow. A little revising there. In North Korea. That's huge news. By the way, Nathan, yeah. we're just blowing by that item, yeah. but that's an amazing thing. Why didn't I know about this before I just heard it from you on Weekly Signals? I'm, I'm asking, I'm indicting myself right now, is what I'm doing. But wow. Yeah. That's uh, why you tune in to Weekly see, Signals why, every week. This is it's it. an amazing right. show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. that's right. Mahler is happy now. He said he can't see, see anything. Over here, Mahler. Yeah, over here. Ah, oh, jeez. Those Google glasses are just messing him up. Oh, hey, goodness. There he goes. He's barking, oh, he's barking at an intersection right now. I don't know why. Yeah. In North Korea, where gulags were expanding and old men were granted permission to wear their hair as long as 2.75 inches. Oh, wow. Yeah. Crazy hippies. 2.75. Yeah. Well, Who's doing the 0.75 measurement there? I don't know. Well, because sometimes, you know, it depends on where you pull the hair. Because sometimes in the back, like I have a little, like a junior mullet going, it's longer in the back. Yeah. You know. Supreme it, leader Kim Jong-un. Yeah. King Jong, Kim Jong-un. Uh, kind of a James Brown thing. Maybe. I can imagine James Brown saying Kim Jong-un sometimes. I but can't, I can't. Anyway, he hosted, Un hosted three Harlem Globetrotters, NBA Hall of Famer Dennis Rodman, and a film crew from Vice Magazine to help promote a new HBO documentary series. A new HBO. So they've yeah. got Kim Jong, Kim, I can't say. Jung Il. Yeah. Jung. Jung. Jung Un. Yeah. He's got his own HBO deal. Has he got like a well, three-picture deal? I don't, I don't know if he's got the deal, but Dennis Rodman's in on it. Yeah. He went over there. They got some promotion going. A lot of news places uh, reported, including us. But most news places didn't tell you it was because what we're doing is advertising for HBO now. Because uh, that That uh, is some interesting are. product placement. You know what I'm saying? They really went uh -huh. way out of their way for that one. Yeah. That's nice. Nicely done. Did yeah. you see, by the way, did you see Rodman interviewed when he got back here? Oh, and I don't really watch that kind of He stuff. had the glasses. Yeah. He had the super wraparound. Uh, big watch my TV show. And uh, he he looked and sounded like he was really high or drunk, one of the two, during mm -hmm. the time I saw him. Could and, be. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, he just looked awful. He looked awful. He looked like he had some kind of really bad plastic surgery. I mean, it was it was kind of unnerving to see the man. So I'm asking everyone out there not to tune in to HBO. No, please yeah. don't. No. Food inspectors discovered that South African burgers and sausages were uh, adulterated with soy and that some Icelandic beef pies are meatless. Shocking. Uh -huh. But we do not want to know what's in our food. Uh -uh. Do not tell us 
Please, for the love of yeah, God, GMO, GMO nothing like yeah. that. Don't tell us. Yeah, and, and and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, on the web at KUCI.org. That's right, Mahler. G. G. Yes, G. What else, Mahler? Come on. G. Oh, G, you're excited. You can't see out of those glasses, can you, Mahler? Do you want a drone? Should I bring you a little drone? Do you want a drone, Mahler? Yeah, good boy. You know he, he wants does. his you drone. You know he does. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh. <sighs> like to thank uh, Sheldon Abbott, the Is cure it? for the blues. Yeah. Mondays from ten to one in uh, the morning. Yeah. Or you know, ten in the morning to one in the afternoon. Right. His excellent show for uh, sending me some drones in the news stories. Oh, excellent. Thank. You. The Senate Intelligence Committee on Tuesday Mm -hmm. voted 12 to 3 to confirm John Brennan as director of the Central Intelligence Agency after the White House agreed to provide more information on the legal basis for targeting killings of Americans abroad who are believed to pose a terrorist threat. Then on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. it was on Tuesday, on Wednesday, Republican Senator Rand Paul held up Senate proceedings for more than 12 hours with an attempt to filibuster the confirmation of Brennan. Although it wasn't really technically a filibuster, there has to be some legal hoochie-coo that goes on before that. Okay. Uh, but he did hold up the Senate for 12 hours talking and, and then had to go to the bathroom. That's why he, yeah, he quit. I yeah, I heard that. The, yeah. Yeah. And, and who can blame him? No. He should have won some Depends, though. Is what I would, that's the first thing that popped into my mind. You could sit up there and just crap in your pants all day. Right. And, and nobody would. Yeah, yeah nobody. No, but I want to know. Because he broke, he he was he didn't break the record. He didn't even come close. No, to No, no, twenty four hours was Strom the record Thurman. by Strom Thurmond. Strom my Thurman. good friend Strom Thurmond. Yeah, who was who was filibustering the nineteen sixty four Civil Rights Act. Yeah. that's what he was doing. What for a sweetheart! Hours. Yeah, what yeah. a great guy. But you wonder, an older man like that, even then, he was had to be in his seventies. Yeah, how right? did he do it? How did I was he wondering do it? The exact did same he piss thing. in a bottle? Can I say that on the air? But I, he must he have done piss s- in a bottle is okay. On I, the I, air, I can yeah. say that. Okay, uh-huh. he must have done something like that. Yeah, he must have been working under that desk because that's what I'm thinking. There's some sort of Pale There's under the no death. way, yeah. That, yeah. So anyway, uh, what, what two what two great Americans? Yeah. you know, involved in, in the and really it was kind of a you know I'm not a big I'm not a fan at all of Rand Paul, but uh, it was kind of a Mr. Smith and I. Mr. Oh, I like that he did that. Yeah, I, me I seriously too. approve that, yeah. that he was trying to figure yeah. out yeah. Uh, yeah. about uh, the use of of drones in targeted killings yeah, by the too. White House. Me too. And and the refusal to rule out strikes on U.S. soil so that U.S. citizens, if they were suspected of terrorist activities, could be targeted without due process. And that was Rand's big rant. Appearing that same day before the Senate Judiciary Committee, Attorney General Eric Holder pledged that President Obama will soon explain the legal rationale underpinning targeted assassinations. Then on Thursday, that was all on Wednesday, on Thursday morning... John McCain and Lindsey Graham senators. Yeah, they uh, assailed. And, they went after Rand Paul. Okay, and his filibuster, suggesting an emerging split. Not they suggested, but the, they're, their their they're railing they're, against. They're railing. Yes, Rand suggests, suggests a, a split in the Republican Party over anti-terrorism tactics. McCain and Graham ridiculed Paul's suggestion that the president could order a domestic drone strike on an American citizen without due process. Then on Thursday afternoon. The full Senate confirmed Brennan's nomination. Then later that day, yeah. Paul declared victory after Attorney General Eric Holder assured him that the president cannot use a drone to kill a non-combatant American on U.S. soil. He did put in non-combatant. 
Well, you know, that's what, an important distinction. Yeah. yeah. If, what? How are you a combatant? What? Are, who? Who tells you that you're? What do you have to do to be a combatant? Well, that's one of the questions. What is it that determines what a combatant is? Yeah, like spike a redwood tree or something. Does that make you a combatant? Well, apparently, if you're not living in the United States, you just have to be of a certain yeah. age, a military age, and that can, yeah. you can be considered a combatant. And to that end, I think this is an important discussion, and I will give Rand Paul. Well, I question his motivations. I do not question the fact that these are these need to be answered. These yeah. questions oh, do yeah, need absolutely. to be answered, and and it is important. And by the what way, what I'm suggesting though is that that perhaps a uh, holder is is using inserting that word as a because it gives them leeway. If they are a combatant, oh, they can use a drone. Right. And and right. how did we know they were a combatant? Because we have information regarding that. Can we see that information? Not not presently. You know, right. The, the CIA good is working point. on that. Yeah, good point. And, and you're right. I mean, all these things, by the way, without getting too caught up in the idea of drones or not drones, it's the idea, and it's been pretty solidly uh, written in and, and decided for centuries now that the U.S. military has no jurisdiction over the life or death of an American's un-American so- on soil. I mean, yeah. there's this uh, Posse Comitatus Act, yeah. which pro- prohibits the U.S. military from being used against Americans on American soil. So this idea of drones or not drones, snipers or you know helicopters or whatever it might be, these things need to be nailed down, and yeah. we need to have some clarity whether or not drones kind of muddy up the, the issue a little bit, but... Speaking of nailing things down yeah. about drones, yeah. last week the pilot of a Alitalia, Alitalia flight, uh-huh. Alita, you know, the, that off-brand <laughs> you know, airline there. Anyway, on his final approach to runway 31 at JFK <sighs> International, spotted something odd in the air. A small black flying oh. machine with four propellers flying too close for comfort. The aircraft, likely a quadrocopter-style drone, passed within 200 feet of the airliner at an altitude of 1,700 feet. The FBI issued a call for help from the public requesting anyone with information about the drone or its operators to contact the FBI. That's so, very you know, serious. News. Yeah, you have somebody kind of joyriding with a drone out near a, an airport getting close enough to an uh, incoming airliner carrying lots of passengers. Well, that he could that, see it, that yeah, he could yeah, visually yeah. see it. That's yeah, no, yeah and, and perhaps alter his course who knows what's going on there yikes and also in drones in the news a new york city privacy advocate turned urban gorilla fashion designer you want me to go through that Say again because yeah. uh, that's a lot of uh, a new york city hyphens. privacy advocates privacy advocate turned mm-hmm. urban gorilla fashion designer okay. is selling garments designed to make their wearers invisible to infrared surveillance cameras oh. particularly those in drones wow and although Adam Harvey, that's his name, admits that his three-item stealth wear line, stealth wear is what he calls it, stealth wear line of scarves and capes is more of a political statement than a money-making venture. The science behind the fashion is quite sound. It works. Really? So you can get a cape and make yourself invisible to a drone. Wow. Okay. Harvey, an instructor of physical computing at Manhattan School of Visual Arts, is also the creator of the CV Dazzle Project, which seeks to develop makeup and hairstyles that camouflage people from face recognition cameras and software. That man's going to make a lot of money. I would bet on that guy to make some money in in the coming years. Let's move on to the domestic news, if you don't mind. Not at all. 
global market oh. soared after the Dow Jones uh, Industrial Average hit record levels. Yeah. This makes me sick. It's a golden age. Yeah, Nathan. the golden age of uh, corporate profits. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, okay. The Dow rose 0.3% on Tuesday, surpassing the previous, day high, previous high in 2007, uh, right before they took the country down and then we bailed them out. Yeah. And now we're bailing them out and watching them reap record progress, uh, profits while so much of the country is unemployed and suffering. And the country itself is is talking about social cuts, cuts to to uh, welfare programs and the yeah. programs that are actually helping the, the disadvantaged uh, keep from falling <laughs> under the wheels of the machine. Yeah. No, I know uh, the boom is partially attributed to high unemployment. That's why it's so good. High unemployment, which allows companies to keep wages lower. Yeah, there's yeah. no competition for those jobs, so they can keep them lower. Recent figures show corporate profits accounted for more than 14% of the national income in the third quarter of 2012, its largest point in over 60 years. I know. I know. So, uh, so when do we get a little payback for bailing them out? When do we get it? When do we get to regulate them? Because they're, when I'll yeah. tell you when I'll tell you exactly when it happens. When we have publicly financed campaigns, then we don't have to use all of their money to elect all of these idiots. Well, when we when we take money out of campaigns, right? Don't even talk about financing right, them, right? Just take money out of campaigns, yeah. And you don't have to worry. These senators and congressmen don't have to worry about raising thousands of dollars every day that they're in office in order to get reelected, and they get it from these people, and they do their bidding. I mean, that's just simple. From, yeah. It's just simple. The corporate greedy simple. bastards. Yeah. Military prosecutors decided to bring the maximum charges against U.S. Army Private Bradley Manning after he admitted to the largest leak of state secrets in U.S. history. In a bid to reduce his sentencing, we talked about this last week, Manning acknowledged on the stand he gave classified documents to WikiLeaks in order to show the American public the true costs of war and to spark a debate about foreign policy. Yeah, yeah. This is a guy who, who told the truth. And, you know, I've just told you about a lot of guys who lied, the, the Dow yeah. Jones Industrial Average Group, yeah. the business folk who lied to the country four years ago. No, no jail time there. No. Manning tried to, to spark a debate about foreign policy, and he could spend uh, a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. And that's what the U.S. Yeah. prosecutors but, but, are asking Yeah, for. well, no, but instead of accepting the plea, military prosecutors announced Friday they will seek to imprison Manning for life. Oh, my. Without parole on charges that include aiding the enemy. Well, it does say something. It says a lot about the U.S. government's perspective on getting information out to the public yeah. that is and by by almost every account this is one of the things wiki wikileaks uh was well to call this a free country and and really mean it is hard to and and to one say. of the things that wikileaks did do was they did extract information from the the information that was giving that manning sent over so that people it, were not directly their names were not directly attributed to a lot of this information. There were some steps taken to make sure that yeah. innocent people would not be impacted by the release of this information. What it was, most of it, was a day-to-day -day diary of what yeah. was going on in the war that actually showed, and diplomatic cables that talked about what was actually going on in the minds of the 
of these diplomats and of these world leaders. And um, it was a, it's a window into, the, as you said, yeah. a window into the truth. Doctors in the U.S. made medical history by effectively curing a child born with HIV the first time such a case has been documented. Mm. The infant, is, who is now two and a half, needs no medication for HIV, has a normal life expectancy, and is highly unlikely to be infectious to others, doctors believe. Though medical staff and scientists are unclear why the treatment was effective, the surprise success has raised hopes that the therapy might ultimately help doctors eradicate the virus among newborns. Well, and, and coupled with the story that you reported last week about the uh, these antibiotics, I believe it was an antibiotic that has the ability to uh, mutate the. Yeah, you know, it's not an antibiotic, and that's what makes it exceptional. Yeah, well, yeah. It, was, it was. I, a, I, I, it was right a virus now, of yeah. some kind that it's able to adapt and use the defenses against these viruses, oh. which I it's just hopefully very encouraging news. So maybe this is part of that, in a way. A State Department review has concluded that proposed Keystone XL tar sands oil pipeline does not pose a serious threat to the environment. That's what the State Department says in their review. Well, and apparently that'll kick things into gear. But that's it says key. that. It, that's a yeah. key. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But it says that increase is only between 5 and 9%, 19%, not the far greater numbers critics have alleged. What they're saying is that the process won't, it won't uh, cause that much pollution. But but they're basing it on figures that are far less than what a lot of critics are saying. Right. Review is seen as a major boost to the pipeline's chances as Obama nears a decision. That's yeah, right. this is this is a setup. It is. Yeah, it's, that's pretty, Sierra Club pretty said safe. whether this failure was willful or accidental. The report is nothing short of malpractice. There you go. And by the way, for those who wonder why the State Department's looking into this, it's because. Uh, the XL pipeline comes from Canada, crosses the Canadian border into the United States, considered transnational. Therefore, the State Department had to weigh in on it in order for it to be approved. Uh-huh. And Canada is one of the most polluting nations in the world, too, you should know. President Obama filled a top economic post with the nomination of Sylvia Matthews Burwell to head the White House Office of Management and Budget. Matthews Burwell currently heads the Walmart Foundation, the retail giants. I always like to call them a retail giant, as if they're really that big. Uh, Walmart says that the company has leveraged its donations. Walmart critics say the company has leveraged its donations to attract support for expanding its stores and deflect critical scrutiny. So what they're doing there is uh, taking donations just to distract you. Lawyers acting for George Zimmerman, who shot dead the unarmed teenager Trayvon Martin on a Florida housing estate, as you all remember, the lawyers have abandoned their attempt to save his murder charge thrown out on the grounds of self-defense. So uh, I guess George Zimmerman wasn't defending himself when when he shot Trayvon Martin, or at least that's what his lawyers, George Zimmerman's lawyers say. An openly gay mayoral candidate in Mississippi. And we're not sure that this was because of his gayness, but an openly gay mayoral candidate in Mississippi was killed in what appears to be a brutal murder. The body, I mean, anything 
how could it appear to be anything but as yeah. I read the story on the body of 34 year old Marco McMillan a candidate in the town of Clarksdale was reportedly found in a river levee with signs showing he had been beaten dragged and set on fire yeah that doesn't sound like something self-inflicted no yeah no Lawrence Reed 22 has been charged with McMillan's murder McMillan was the first openly gay candidate to run for mayoral office in Mississippi the ranking Republican member on Washington State's House Transportation Committee thinks that riding bicycles causes more pollution than driving cars. Oh, Just to uh, let you know what yeah, you know, yeah. what kind of people this are is, in elected well, office. Well, we ha- I think we have a, a new Reagan-esque. We have a, a maybe we have a new Ronald Reagan in the making here. Uh-huh. Go ahead, please. Representative, tell me state representative. This isn't the federal position. It's mm-hmm. the Washington State. Ed Orcott mm-hmm. wrote an email to a constituent who had disagreed with his support for a new tax on the sales of bicycles, a proposal being considered by the state transportation legislation process. In his message sent to the owner of a bicycle shop, Orcott wrote, if I'm not mistaken, a cyclist has an increased heart rate and wind uh, respiration. Mm-hmm. That means that the act of riding a bike results in greater emission of carbon dioxide from the rider. Since CO2 is deemed to be a greenhouse gas and a pollutant, bicyclists are, bicyclists are actually polluting when they ride. Oh. So just don't breathe deeply, I guess, is what you Apparently you're, not. If you uh, really want to prevent global warming, just take a shower. Shell breaths. And by the way, if you're a real American, slow you'll down. start ramming these cyclists off, uh, off uh, the road. You'll start running them you shouldn't right shouldn't say in. that. Oh. Virtually all available science on carbon footprint of driving versus biking says this is dead wrong. Mm-hmm. The Environmental Protection Agency estimates that each passenger vehicle in the U.S. generates an average of 4.8 metric tons of CO2 every year, not accounting for emissions resulting in a damage to, to the vehicle and local infrastructure. Yeah. In other words... You know, there's all those extra tons of carbon dioxide that might be uh, generated from from uh, the repair of roads and the repair of cars, along with actual production of fuel. All those costs, too. Yeah. The European Cyclist Federation, however, puts CO2 emissions from biking at about 10 times less than driving a car, even after accounting for the emissions required to make the bike and emissions linked to food that dry, the rider eats to power the device. See, this is just insane. So they, yeah. I, I'm, and I, do, I shouldn't even have to read that. No. No. Well, by a the way, a bike does not pollute yeah. more than a car. No. But unless, uh, you know, but unless you got a, a big bike with a motor on it. I'm glad you Jeez. did because in case someone actually thought, oh, maybe that's true, yeah. let's let's just maybe just put an end to all that. By the way, the Reagan reference had to do with he, Ronald Reagan, then governor of the state of California, famously said that trees cause more pollution uh-huh. than people Yeah, in industry. Yeah. So. He hasn't upped it a notch. At least we're making progress. He's moving on to actual, you know, maybe bikes. Maybe yeah, bikes. Yeah. Maybe not a tree. Maybe know? it's not a tree. Let's yeah. figure out maybe something else is so. causing some some other justification. In, environmentally to let, friendly yeah, thing. Yeah. Hmm. Bikes. 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 So don't ram them off the road. No. <laughs> Jeez. Like you have to say that? Uh, well, I, apparently to this guy, I might have to. Yeah. <laughs> what is it, Molly? What is it? Oh, jeez. I'm going to have to take those glasses off of him. What a mess. Is he still running into stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. An Englishman. An Englishman. An Englishman. An Englishman calling himself. Calling himself. An Englishman calling himself. 
An Englishman. An Englishman yes. calling himself... Testing. An Englishman. Testing. One, two, three. An yes. English. Whoops. Whoops. Yes. Whoops. An Englishman calling himself Moody Blues. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Was reported to have advised former New York City policeman Gilbert Vale, you might remember him, who's okay. on trial for conspiring to eat and kill women, or kill and eat them in that order, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. He, this uh, this Booney Blues guy said that face meat is great for sandwiches. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. A little advice Thank there. Thank you for that, Nathan. Yeah. That's really... Well, that's, you know, a little follow-up to Orcott. <sighs> yeah, if you want to... Yeah? Yeah. Orcott. Yeah, Orcott. Uh, you know, the Republican. Oh, I just want, a, he's not a, the craziest guy in the world. I see. That's I got all. you. He's I not the you. craziest guy in the, in the race world. to the bottom. In the he's race. not the craziest. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I got you. I okay. Got you. And I, I'm ready to pull out of here. All right. I, and finally. Uh, okay. And finally. I just real quick. Okay. One thing. I think this needs to be noted. There was a, this Rick Snyder, the the Rick, the, Rick Snyder, governor of Michigan, um, has implemented this emergent fiscal emergency act within the state of Michigan, allowing private sector people to come in and run municipalities. Well, he's now announced a plan for this same emergency manager for the city of Detroit. Wow. And uh, and so this kind of a sweeping kind of uh, decree that these people are capable of imposing on, on the population they're in charge of. A very uh, a big radical break from allowing municipal governments to determine the future of the people who elected them and putting in place private sector bureaucrats, essentially business people, to decide uh, in all kinds of different issues. They have no people, no one that gets to vote on. So I think it's a big step in Detroit. In Detroit. In Detroit now. So anyway, that's it. Yeah. Well, that's no good. I don't like that at all, Mike. Uh, Okay, well, there you go. That's why I wanted to let you know about it. All right. Well, thank you. (laughs) And finally, the heart of Richard the Lionhearted. You remember him? I do. Yeah, I they do. just dug him up not too long okay. ago when they were building, constructing stuff mm-hmm. in uh, in uh, England. You know. Oh, is that where yeah, he was from? Me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Richard the Lionhearted. The, the heart of Richard the Lionhearted was found to have been embalmed in daisy, mint, and myrtle. Oh. <laughs>